Hey, Reach Paramount. Welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message continues our series on Sunday mornings, The Undeserved, with our very own Pastor Omar Lopez in a message entitled, Undeserved Gratitude. Enjoy this message. You can be seated. I appreciate all of you being here this morning. Are you glad you're in the house of God? Why don't you, why don't you turn to someone and say you're in the right place at the right time right now. Yeah, you guys feel better already, right? We welcome all those that are watching online and uh, everyone that's in this room. We appreciate you being here this morning. I'm a happy man. Yesterday, my wife and and I found out that uh, my son and my daughter-in-law, Jacob and Linda, are having a baby girl So in April. So that'll be the third granddaughter here that we have. We have no grandsons yet, but three granddaughters. Believe that? That's all right. Now, if you don't know this, I come from a family of seven boys. And uh, my brothers and I, we've all had boys. And I had one brother that just had all the girls. And this is, this is funny. Nobody had the boy and girl. So my, my, one of my uh, older brothers, he has four girls. Uh, and actually, they were the pair of twins. And they have, with those four girls, have all boys. They have ten boys. So he didn't have the girl. Or he didn't have the boys, but now he has the boys, right? Or, yeah, he had the, grand, the, the grandson. And here we are. I had three boys. And I now have three girls, so that just, we just can't get the boy-girl, so it's just, just amazing. I don't know how it works that way, but uh, we'll see. Uh, my son Jacob said, I'm, I'm going to get the boy, watch. I'm going to be the first one to have the mix, I guess, so we'll see what happens. But we appreciate everyone being here this morning. We are in a series uh, called uh, Undeserved, and if you kind of followed us on this series, uh, if you think about your life compared to the grace of God, we are undeserved. And how, how much you've achieved, how much you've accomplished, I give you credit for all of that. And you've probably done a lot with your life. But I'm telling you, no matter how much you've done on your own, we are still undeserved compared to the grace of God. Everything we have is because of God. And when we begin to change our perspective and begin to think about that, if you begin to realize more and more and more how undeserved you are. And so this morning, I want to talk about the attitude of gratitude. Have you, ever met, have you ever met someone with an attitude? So we're talking about an attitude of gratitude, though. And so I'm going to read a verse of scripture here that I think is really great foundation uh, to start with this morning. Then we're going to pray and we're going to just kind of dive right in uh, to this message this morning. It says, sink your roots in him. And build on him. It's talking about Christ. Sink your roots. Get rooted in Christ. Be strengthened by the faith that you were taught. The faith in Christ, your, your faith and belief, everything. Let it, let it be rooted in him, strengthened by him, and overflow with thanksgiving. Other translations say overflowing with gratitude. And I can, I'm going to use thanksgiving and gratitude kind of, uh, they both basically mean the same being thankful and being grateful but i'm going to pray and that the lord will help us this morning as we get into this message so father we are so grateful we are so thankful and god i pray today that you would just open our hearts and our minds to the word of god remove so many distractions right now that may be on us so many things that uh, uh that bar- boggle our minds so many things god that we're thinking about just Help us to remove that. And Lord, give us, uh, help us to have our, give you our 100% undivided attention. I pray today, God, that your word would go forth with anointing. And Lord, I pray that the people would hear the voice behind the voice in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. So the scripture tells us here to sink our roots in Christ. And again, be strengthened by the faith that you were taught, overflowing with thanksgiving. So how do you know when somebody has deep spiritual roots? How do you know that person is rooted in Christ? He has the continuous gratitude about him. 
He is grateful. One of the first characteristics that you know that a person is not shallow in their faith, but they're deeply rooted, that it's not superficial, that is deeply rooted, is that they have a continuous overflow of thanksgiving and gratitude for their salvation. I can tell a lot about a person's spirituality and their walk with God when they are ungrateful, when they don't show an attitude of gratitude this morning. And I'm talking about a gratitude more than just for the new job. I know you're grateful for that, for the money that's in your pocket, uh, uh, that you pass the exam. I'm talking about a habit, a habitual uh, lifestyle about you that you're just grateful. It's deeply rooted. You're grateful for what God has done, and it's founded on Christ. Uh, now, what does it mean to be really grateful? And I'm talking about biblically. What does it really mean to be grateful? And I, there's a scripture here in First Thessalonians chapter five, verse eighteen, that really gives us a description about what it is to be grateful. And I'm talking about being grateful more than being grateful for apple. Uh, you know, an apple pie, apple a la mode, okay, or in and out burger. I know you're grateful for that. You're grateful for the burritos next door. That's awesome. But I'm really going to get rooted into what we should be grateful about. A lot of people say, I'm grateful for the freedom. I'm grateful for, you know, uh, uh, all of these different things. And it doesn't take a lot to say, do all of that. But are we really, really grateful? Look at this. First Thessalonians 5.18 said, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I'm going to kind of break this down a bit because when you first read it, you can misinterpret what it's saying. It says, be grateful in all circumstances. It means there needs to be a recognition, uh, basically an appreciation, giving credit where credit is due. It says, be thankful in all circumstances. Now, the word being thankful or giving thanks to God is actually used when Jesus at the Last Supper, when he gives thanks, and he's basically giving thanks uh, uh, for uh, for that, that time together, and he we know that he's going to sacrifice his life. This is the word uh, Eucharist actually means giving thanks, and so when we do communion together, which we're going to do on Wednesday night, we're going to have a Thanksgiving communion together. All of us will take, it's, it's that opportunity to give thanks to God. We're thanking God for what he's done. And it is the foundation of our faith to have an attitude of gratitude. And there's something in this scripture here in First Thessalonians that give thanks in all circumstances. Now, what it doesn't say, it doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances. It says give thanks in all circumstances. There's a big difference. It doesn't say be thankful for a bad day. Doesn't say be thankful for all the evil that's in the world. Doesn't say be thankful for somebody getting killed or in a car accident or somebody shooting somebody. We're not thankful for someone that, you know, driving drunk and causes an accident and, and a family's killed. We're not, thank it doesn't say thankful for, it says thankful in. It says, for it is the will of God. So a lot of us this morning, uh, we, we, we're looking for the will of God. We want, what, what is God's will for my life? Can I just tell you right off what it is? Uh, be thankful. Be grateful. That is God's will for your life. See, on this earth, most of the time, God's will is not being done. This is why Jesus said, thy will be done <clears throat> on earth as it is in heaven. We know that God's will being done in heaven, but most of the time on earth, it's not being done. There's a lot of evil. There's a lot of things that are happening on earth uh, that are not necessarily the will of God. It's because of sin, because of brokenness. Uh, and so we're not thankful for all of these things. We know that God works in it, correct? And so the scripture says, be thankful in all circumstances. Uh, and so how are we thankful in all circumstances. Number one, write this down. We know that God is still in control, regardless of the circumstances. You've heard me say this, God is large and in charge. And so regardless of what's happening in life, regardless if things aren't working out the way you want them to work out, even in the midst of those circumstances, you can still 
be thankful. Somehow God can bring good out of evil. That God can turn things around even in your worst circumstances. Somehow you know that the hand of God, despite circumstances not going your way, things not working the way you want them to work, uh, we know that God works in the midst of circumstances. Therefore, we are thankful in all circumstances, in everything, wherever we go, whatever is happening in our life, we're still going to be, this is radical gratitude. Can you say amen? It's radical gratitude what I'm talking about. It, it's so undeserving. And yet, the scripture is saying to be thankful in all circumstances. So, if you ever want to know the will of God this morning for your life, is to be thankful. I tell you, if you're thankful, if you're grateful, if you have an attitude of gratitude, man, it changes your day. It changes your perspective. Are you guys into this or not? Because I am. I am. You guys are just saying, no, it doesn't apply to me. I think it does. I think it does. I, I like to hear a little response, okay? That, that does help me a little bit. Just, amen, yeah. Not more than a golf clap, but just a, a little bit of excitement here. <laughs> Number two, are you ready for this? We, we, we basically, <clears throat> excuse me, we need to be thankful for those that God brings in our lives. There are so many people in our lives. See, let, let me just say this to you. A lot of times we're looking for, you know, when am I going to get married? When am I, this going to happen for me? When if, <clears throat> when are these things going to come together? When am I going to get a house? When am I going to get a car? When am I going to get a new job? All of these different things, we're, we're, we're striving for all of these things. Can I tell you, the, before you go to number two and number three, start with number one. Start being thankful. If you just get a little bit grateful, I believe those things come together for you. But we, we don't, you know, we're not even grateful for what we already have, and yet we want some, some more stuff. Be grateful what you have first, and I believe God will give you some more. And so one of the things that happens when we are grateful to God, and we are learn this attitude of gratitude, your gratefulness to God honors God. It honors Him. Do you know that gratefulness honors the Lord? In fact, when you show gratefulness to others, it shows honor to them. It, you know, when I tell my wife, thank you, or I appreciate you making this meal for me, or, man, I'm so grateful that of all the guys, all the other people, you picked me. I'm grateful for you. I know you were with Bozo at one time, but you are now dated me. So if you guys know the Bozo story, but anyway, before she met me, she was dating a guy named Bozo. That's what I call him. And she picked me, thank God. And I'm grateful for that. So one of the ways that we honor God and we show gratefulness to God is, is basically our gratefulness honors God. In Psalm 50 verse 23 says, but giving thanks is a sacrifice, what? That truly honors me, is what the scripture says. It, 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 giving thanks truly honors God. If you keep my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. So when we offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving and gratefulness, we are acknowledging and giving God honor this morning. I don't know about you, but how many want to honor God with your life? Well, start showing a little gratefulness this morning. Start having that attitude of gratitude this morning. And then we need to be grateful to God for more than what he gives us. We need to get into a higher level of gratitude. What's the next level of gratitude? Because a lot of times we can be really grateful for what God gives us, but you just need to be, when you go to a higher level, you need to be grateful for who God is. Are you with me? Because it's easy this morning to be grateful when things are given to you. You know, if my kids only came to me and thanked me when I gave them stuff, you know, when I gave them money or provided, you know, I'd be like their little sugar daddy. You know what I mean? I, I gave them stuff. You know, yeah, I, I, you know, you're, you're only saying thank you because I gave you something. But are you grateful for just me? And many times with God, we have to be grateful to God, not because he gave you the job, not because you got money. I mean, those are great things. But are you grateful because God loves you? Are you grateful for God's wisdom? Are you grateful for his grace and his mercy? 
That God is consistent even when you're not consistent? That God loves you even when you have a hard time loving him? That God still cares about your life? This begins to raise your level of gratitude. It begins to raise your level of gratefulness to God. Isn't it amazing this morning how we can praise God when things are going so good? But when things aren't going good, I'm not going to church. I don't know. I'll just see. Maybe I'll get there. Maybe I won't. And then you get here, you have a bad attitude. So are you just grateful to God because he gives you things? Are you grateful for who he is? Well, I got quiet in here. So let me... They did a report on gratitude, and they said that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion. It said that the more grateful you are in life, the the healthier you are. Physically, it says, a person who has a good attitude is healthier physically. It says the more ungrateful you are in life, it begins to affect your health. It said the latest research gives us that there's a link between the state of your mind and your health, your physical health. When you're bitter, you can become ill. When you hold bitterness, it can affect your metabolism, your immunity, your organ function, and basically could lead to diseases. Could it be why you're sick all the time is you're not, you don't have an attitude of gratitude? I said gratitude is good for your health and good for your heart. So all of us this morning, we need to have this gratefulness. Can I just be honest? Before your feet hit the floor, before you get out of bed, you ought to be thanking God. I said you ought to be thanking the Lord this morning. Right? What do we sing that song? Because he healed my heart. He changed my name. Right? Forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the master. I thank the savior. Oh, I thank God. Right? I love that song, man. Why? Because we're so thankful. We're so thankful to the Lord. And it starts uh, from the beginning of the week. You know, your week would be better if you had some gratefulness in your life. That before you, uh, as as you're sitting on the side of the bed... Maybe you ought to think of five things to thank God for. Maybe you ought to think of five things to say, Lord, I'm just so thankful for who you are. I'm thankful for loving me. I thank you that I'm alive. Today I'm breathing. That I even woke up this morning. That you know your week would be better if you gave some gratefulness to God. And here's the reality. The Bible says that in the last days, that in, before Jesus comes back, that there's going to be a shift in the attitude of people. Look at what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. It says, but mark this down. In other words, mark this right here. It said, there will be terrible time in the last days. It said, look at the attitude of people. The people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parent. And what does it say? Ungrateful unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous. My goodness, this is all of our society the last few years. Reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Did that describe our society today? Did that describe the attitude of people today? And let's just be honest, we need some more thankfulness in our society. They, uh, there was a, boss, a Boston consultant who was uh, talking with a bunch of uh, college graduates in recent years. And one of the things he said, before you join the workforce, there's a letter that describes this emerging generation. And it starts with the, with the letter E. And so he asked these uh, college graduates uh, who were about to join the workforce and they were about to graduate. He said, what do you think that letter E stands for in your emerging generation? They said, energetic, excellent, exceptional, you know, expert. And the guy said, no, entitlement. This is an entitled generation. They think somebody owes them something. And if there's anything that could describe the emerging generation today, 
is entitlement. They believe somebody owes them something. If you look around, that's kind of the spirit. Now, a lot of us that are older could say, yeah, get them. But you know what? It's the older generation's fault because you gave them everything. And so now they think that everybody owes them something. And a lot lot of the older generation, uh, what happened is they worked too much and never spent enough time with their family. Some of them ended up divorced. And therefore, the only way they can connect with their children is by giving them something. And so a lot of this entitlement is because of the older generation giving their kids everything they want when they want it. Today, man, uh, kids, you know, they have a breakdown. If you don't give them the latest cell phone, it's child abuse. If you don't give them, a, uh, they're, they're, you know, it's like, oh, my God, how am I going to function as a kid? I, I need a cell phone. I need all of these different things. You know, before, man, I don't even know how my, my mom wouldn't even know where I was at half the time. We had to come back just when the lights uh, were dimming down, right? right? When, or when the lights were coming on and the street lights came on, you had to be home. Most of the time, my mom didn't even know where we were. We survived. We made it. Amen. Uh, we're okay. Today, we're trying to track everybody. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But here it is today. We live, we live in an entitled generation where people think, and even this emerging generation think that somebody owes them something. And here's, here's the uh, real dangerous thing about it. Because they feel they deserve it, when something goes wrong, they get mad at God. Because they feel they deserve everything. When everything goes good, they don't give God any of the glory. So God gets the blame when things don't get, go right, and God doesn't get any honor when things go right. So this is the whole thing about this generation today. Today, you know, you used to, when, you know, it used to be when I was growing up, you had to earn the trophy, right? Now it's like little Johnny, he ran slow. Oh, we're so proud of you. Man, you were the slowest guy on the team. But here's the trophy. If you're the slowest guy on the team, you get no trophy. You better work out, buddy. Amen. You better get faster. My brother was telling me one time he went over to a neighbor's house and, 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 and this, his, his neighbor's son had all of these trophies. The whole thing goes, man, this guy must be spectacular, this kid. He had all kinds of trophies. And he goes, my kids, you know, they were barely, you know, learning. And then he goes, and then I put them out there playing with my kid's basketball. That guy, kid, that kid couldn't play even, he didn't even know how to handle the ball. He goes, how does that kid get trophies? Because everybody gets a trophy because they're entitled. So let me, let's read here, Luke chapter 17. Man, you guys are quiet out there, but that's okay. I'm speaking truth today. So here, here's a very interesting story in Luke chapter 17. And it's the story of the 10 lepers. And Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. The Bible says Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, you can put that scripture up, Luke 17, verse 11 through 12. As he was going into the village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. And they stood at a distance and they called out with a loud voice, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Now, let me just pause here for a second. These men had leprosy. If you know anything about leprosy, it was a disease that basically ate your, you know, begin to uh, rot some of your skin and, and your skin began to turn white and many times it would begin to ooze out and, and it was a very painful, painful disease. They really had no way of really curing it at that time and, and so they would separate you from your family. So not only did you have a a physical disease but there was an emotional part of it because uh, they would separate you so if you had family you had friends you had to be separated completely from your family and you'd have to be you have to be put with other lepers who had the same disease with you so uh, most of your life after you got uh, this leprosy it was lonely and, and you had to spend time with other lepers that you hardly even knew at that time and so it was just a very very a uh, uh, very hard disease, very terrible disease to have. And so these guys were probably across the street or probably a distance because they had to keep their distance from people. And so they were probably a far off. They may, they may have been far, man, but they were willing to shout. 
And they begin to shout to Jesus. They said, Jesus, have mercy on us. Now, could you imagine when they heard that Jesus was coming their way and they saw him at a distance? They couldn't get close to him, but they could shout loud. And so they begin to shout to Jesus, have mercy on us, son of David, or Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And they're shouting because basically they're saying, this is our moment. This is our time. We can't miss it. This could change the rest of our lives forever this could be our moment right now that possibly if we just could call on jesus for this moment right now we if he would just hear us he could heal us we could get the miracle and so the bible says uh, as they lifted their voices uh, and jesus saw them they came to him uh, and he and this is what jesus said when he saw them he said to them go show yourself to the priest now, what Jesus was giving them uh, instruction that uh, in the Old Testament, if you happened to get cured of leprosy, which was rare, but if you did, you would go to the priest and he would verify that you were indeed were cured of leprosy. And now you can join the rest of society and you can go back to your family so jesus before they were even healed before god had even done the miracle was already telling them go show yourself to the priest he was already sending them in faith giving them the word that you're going to be healed demonstrate and they demonstrated their faith by going to the priest they haven't even got healed yet and all of these 10 lepers are going toward the priest and at the bible said in luke 17 verse 14 when he saw them he said go yourself go show yourself to the priest and as they went what happened they were cleansed could you imagine the excitement all of a sudden, Jesus gives you this word, and you're walking, and as you're walking, all of a sudden, you begin to see your skin. It was white. It was oozing. Maybe there were parts of your hand that were falling apart. Maybe some of the, whatever it was, and all of a sudden, they were completely healed. Of I'm talking about supernatural miracle right here. I'm talking about the power of God touches them and they're completely cleansed they're completely healed and then the bible says in luke 17 verse 15 one of them when he saw he was healed he came back praising god with a loud voice that that ought to be us right there he threw himself at jesus feet he thanked them and the bible says he was a samaritan in other words he was not jewish and Jesus asked, "Where are the? Uh, we're not all ten cleansed? Because I thought there were ten lepers. Where are the other nine? Was not uh, was no one found to return? Was was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? In other words, he was an outsider. He was the Jew. He wasn't Jewish, but yet he was the very one to come back." and give thanks to God. Uh, uh, the way I'm seeing it, when you read it, it was like Jesus was surprised. If I was Jesus, I was saying, wait, wait, wait a second. A minute ago, there was 10 of you begging to be healed. You were calling out for mercy. You were calling out for this supernatural miracle. A second ago, all of you guys were here. And now a minute later, only one has come back to thank God. So Jesus said, wait a minute, weren't there 10? Why is it only one coming back? I thought the desperation was real. I thought the calling out was real. How many people do you know that have called out to God, God, if you get me out of this one, God, if you do this, and they're, they're, they're nowhere in church to be around, right? They're, they, don't be, they don't even come to church. God healed them. God did the miracle. God restored them. Quiet in here. So the Bible says... Listen to me. All these 10 lepers had gotten healed. All of them had gotten a miracle. And the Bible says only one came back. Where are the other nine? Now, before we judge the rest of these, these lepers, before you shine your halo and flap your wings and do everything else, right? And, you know, strum your golden harp and everything else. Before you do all of that, we need to think about how many times God's done something for us and we're not thankful. 
We need to about our situation right now. You may not have everything you have, but you got something to thank God for. The Bible says in Psalm 107, verse 8, it said, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. In other words, why isn't, isn't this right that men, that people should give thanks for his goodness, for his wonderful work to the children of men? In other words, man, that men right now, that people... All of us this morning should have this grateful heart that we should all come together and give God thanks. And could it be this morning that, that these lepers, man, uh, they got healed. And I'm sure uh, now in their mind, they said, finally, I can go back to my family. Finally, I can go back to my village. Fa- finally, I can go back uh, to everywhere uh, and join myself with others. Uh, God healed my body. God did a miracle. But the Bible says only one of them came back. And Jesus asked three questions here. Jesus answered and said, where are the nine? Or were there not ten that were cleansed? That's the first question. Where are the nine? That's the second question. He's saying, where are the nine? Where, where are the other ones? Now, could it be a couple of people suggested, I've read about maybe, it, maybe one of them, maybe one of them thought, well, you know, maybe I wasn't really that sick to begin with. Right? Instead of thanking Jesus, they, they thanked their lucky stars, right? They said, well, you know. Maybe, maybe they thought to themselves, well, you know, I, I don't really see the connection between Jesus and him telling me maybe it was a priest that healed me. Who knows? Maybe the other one said, man, if I go back to Jesus, he may, he may really want me to commit myself to him. That's too much discipleship for me. Maybe the other one said, you know what? I don't got time to thank Jesus. I got to get back to my family. I'm too busy, right? Maybe one of them thought, well, you know, I've had such a hard life. God owed me one anyway. Another one probably said, man, I'm so stressed out over. I'm trying to get this homecoming party together. I don't, I, 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 I don't even know where Jesus is at at this point. Another one said, well, you know what? I, I, I got to get over my past and, and focus on my future. I, I don't have time to go back to thank God. All of these different reasons could have been, we don't know what the answer is, but we do know that the Bible says only one was grateful and the other nine did not come back to thank God. Let me share a story with you. It's kind of a funny story. So even if it's not funny, just laugh, okay? So the story of two friends, they bump into each other. I've read this story before. I love this story. One of them looked very sad, almost on the verge of tears. He said, what has the world done to you, my old friend? Why are you crying? He said, well, let me tell you what happened three weeks ago. He said, what happened? He goes, my aunt, uh, I have an, an aunt who I didn't even really know that well. And I inherited almost $10 million. He goes, well, that's a lot of money. He goes, wait, wait. He goes, two weeks ago, I had a cousin that died. I didn't even really hardly know him. And I got $85,000. He goes, well, what's the problem? It seems like you got blessed. He goes, wait, hold on. He goes, then I had another uncle that died, and I got $40,000 last week. He goes, so what's the problem? He goes, this week, nothing. <laughs> How quickly we forget the blessings of God. How quickly we're always looking for the next one. This week, nothing. What about last week? What about the week before that? What about last year? What about all these things that God did for you? See, we, we, we're, we're so many times, we're like this guy. We're so ungrateful for what we have. These 10 lepers all receive a healing. But this one leopard, I believe he received more than a healing. He, he received, uh, his spirit was healed. Because the Bible said, Jesus said, man, go, your faith has made you well. Really what that word said, they, they believe that word is saying to you, your faith has made you, that your faith has re- literally saved your soul. It's what Jesus was saying. So not only did he heal him, he saved his soul. I love the way this one leopard comes because he throws himself at the feet of Jesus He's so thankful. I I can imagine the desperation, all of that. He said, man, I've got to go back and thank the man that healed me. I got to go back and thank Jesus for what he done in my life. Now, there's a lot of reasons this morning for ungratefulness. And so you want to write this down real quick. 
Why are we so ungrateful in our society today? Abundance. Say abundance. A lot of us have way too much stuff. Do you realize how much stuff is in storage today? They say storages today are making more money than any other, any other business today. People are storing away. How much stuff do you have stored away? My wife hates to store stuff. I'm constantly throwing things and going to the Goodwill and giving things. I like to sell things. She goes, no, no, we're giving those things away. I go, let's put it on offer-up. She goes, we don't have time for offer-up. You just need to take it. You know, when she starts going through the garage or going through my closet and going through my... I go, oh, God, here we go. Here we go. It's not even spring cleaning. And she's like, we're giving away this. We're giving away that. Uh, we're going to do this. And, man, I'm going to... And, 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 you know, I'm always shocked when I'm on my way to Salvation Army. A good, how yeah, I got stuff in my... I'm giving stuff away because I've been storing stuff that I didn't need. I have an abundance. They said that... The United States, listen to this, this is so true. Each year, 108 billion pounds of food is wasted in the United States. It's $161 billion worth of food is thrown away each year. Nearly 40% of all food in America is wasted. That means 40% of the food that we get, we throw it away. Have you ever gotten stuff that you didn't use in the refrigerator and just dumped it, threw away? Bread went bad, tortillas went bad. And, you know, tortillas normally don't go bad with you guys, but uh, something else goes bad. Yeah. Not tortillas. Wait a minute. Well, maybe the bread, but not the tortillas. Just, hey, they don't go bad. We use tortillas. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't get all mad. I'm going to be pastors talking about tortillas. And... I love tortillas, man. I grew up on tortillas. You can't eat beans without tortillas. You gotta have tortillas. I, wait a minute. It, are you guys coming up? To, look what time it is. Not it's kind of, That's a little early. You guys are coming up. I'm, they're already kicking me off the stage already. Could you imagine? Now here it is. The the Bible definitely is telling us that we need to be grateful, but we have so many reasons why. We're ungrateful. Abundance. Another one is pride. I think pride. I think so many times we think we've done it all. I did it my way. The bumper sticker says, I could have done it without me. What about without God? Psalm 10 verse 4 says, In his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. In his thought, there is no room for God. So many times this morning, we're ungrateful because of our pride. Could it be even people that we hang out? You know, if you hang around negative people, if you hang around people that are ungrateful, you'll become ungrateful. The Bible says in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, it says, bad company corrupts good morals. Many times we're ungrateful because we just have a, a grumbling and complaining attitude. You ever met people that just complain about everything? I mean, the minute they come into church, you go, isn't it a little bit too cold in here? Like, man. Man, that music is loud. Are they going to sing that long? Man, is that, are they going to sing another song? Really? Oh, that person sitting in my seat, I always sit there. Isn't it true? I mean, the moment we come in, we start, like, did you see what she's wearing? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that. I know it don't happen here. I'm just saying that we can become so complaining from the very moment. And sometimes we complain out of habit. We don't even realize how much we complain. It's just become this habit. Or we, our circumstances this morning get us ungrateful. We're just ungrateful because of things aren't working out. They gave you a, 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 a bad bill of health or they gave you a bad report or your son is not doing well or you're on the list to be laid off and you're so, un, you know, you, you, you're, uh, basically your circumstances have caused you to be ungrateful. Let me tell you, things aren't always going to go the way you want them to go. The Bible said the children of Israel, you know what they told, here, here, here uh, Moses gets them out of Egypt and they're freed and all of a sudden when they see themselves cornered by Pharaoh, they turn to, to Moses in Exodus 14.10 and said the Israelites looked up and there the Egyptians were marching after them and they said to Moses, look at how sarcastic it was. Was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? 
Did I bring you out there? I just freed you. Did you not just see all the ten plagues? Did you just not see all the miracles of God? And you're complaining and your circumstances have caused you to be ungrateful? Everything's not going to go right. Somebody say amen. So how do we develop this spirit of gratefulness and a, a, an attitude that pleases God? I believe this morning when we begin to develop this attitude that pleases God... You're going to sense the presence of God. One of the things that I believe that a very, uh, it's a connection there. It's very vital to what God's doing here is that when people begin to worship God out of gratefulness, it brings in the presence of God. Let me read you a scripture. And it says here in 2 Chronicles 5.13, they raised their voices in praise to the Lord and they sang, he is good. His love endures forever. Oh man. Then the temple of the Lord Filled with a cloud, and the priest could not perform that. Man, the people couldn't even stand in the service because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Why? Because the people were praising God. The people were giving God glory. There was something that was happening in the atmosphere. There was a thanksgiving. So let me just say to you, uh, being grateful is the choice. You have to deliberately and intentionally be grateful. Someone say amen. You got to do it. Just think about your life. Be intentional. Instead of getting up and complaining, say, man, I'm going to be thankful today. It'll transform your life. Man, it, it, it's a personal choice to say, I'm going to be thankful. This is why 1 Thessalonians 5.18, I read it to you. Give thanks in all circumstances. It will transform your attitude and it will transform your life. I'm going to read this last story. You guys can come up and do worship now. Okay, I'll give you permission. You can come up. <laughs> I rebuked them and they all sat down, right? God, 10-10, really? My goodness. I mean, I have a little bit more time than that. So I'm going to read this story to you. A blind boy sat on the steps of a building with a hat by his feet. And he held up a sign which read, I am blind, please help. There are only a few coins in the hat, spare change from folks as they hurried past him. A man was walking by. He took a few coins from his pocket and he dropped them into the hat. Then he took the sign, he turned it around and he wrote some words and he put the sign back in the boy's hand so that everyone who walked by would see the new words. Soon the hat began to fill up. A lot more people were giving money to the blind boy. That afternoon, the man who had changed the sign returned to see how things were. The boy recognized his footsteps and asked, were you the one that changed my sign this morning? What did you write? The man said, I wrote the truth. I said what you said, but in a different way. And this is what the man wrote on his sign. Today is a beautiful day. Today is a beautiful day, but I cannot see it. Both signs spoke the truth. But the first sign simply said the boy was blind. While the second sign conveyed to everyone walking by how grateful they should be that they could see. So instead of seeing our problems, instead of seeing all of our issues, maybe you ought to see what God is doing. Maybe you ought to see the blessings that you have in your life. Maybe you ought to start seeing some of the things in your life that you've been blind to. This little boy was blind. He couldn't see the beautiful day, but you get to see it every day. We have to have an attitude of gratitude. Let's bow our heads in reverence to the Lord. Holy Spirit, we thank you today. Thank you for grace. We're grateful, God. We don't deserve anything. We're so undeserved. Lord, we know things aren't perfect things don't always go our way but God today we're alive you've done so many miracles in the past sometimes we've just forgotten we've just forgotten Lord we're always thinking about the next blessing and what we don't have we're not grateful for what we do have so God change our attitude give us an attitude of gratitude this morning God help us to be more grateful help us to be more thankful, God. And Lord, 
Maybe even some of us in this room, including myself, you've lost some loved ones this year. But man, you still have others that are near you that love you and care about you. You haven't lost everybody. Most of all, God's still with you. Maybe you, you lost your job. Maybe all these things. But you know what? I believe God can move supernaturally for you. God's still working. In all circumstances, be thankful. God, I want to be thankful today. I want to be thankful for who you are, not just for what you give me today. So as your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed in this room. Maybe you, you're here for the first time, maybe second or third time. However, somehow you got here today. I don't believe it's a coincidence that you came to this service today. It's too coincidental to be a coincidence. You need to be thankful for your life today. Maybe everything hasn't been a bed of roses today. Everything hasn't been what you wanted. But you know what? God loves you. And we're so undeserved. God cares you're alive today. There's some good things that have happened in your life, despite some of the bad things. And can I tell you, you ought to be thankful that God still cares about you and he loves you. He brought you here today so that you can hear that he loves you and cares about your soul. Be thankful that Jesus died on the cross for you. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. How, much, how thankful are you? Are you thankful enough to serve him? Are you thankful enough to give your life to him? Are you grateful enough today to surrender your heart to him? Or are you going to say, oh, I don't need God. I'm okay. Oh, friend, I'm telling you, don't walk away from the love of God. Don't walk away from his grace today. Be thankful that he cares about you. Be thankful today that he's reaching out to you. It's not me. It's the Holy Spirit today. So if you're in this room or you're watching online right now, you say, Pastor, I need God in my life. And I'm so thankful today that God's given me an opportunity to get right. You can make it right today. You can make it right this morning. Oh, what a beautiful thing it would be today if you would respond in gratefulness to God and say, I need him in my life today. I need Jesus in my life today. Who are you in this room with every head bowed, every eye closed? No one looking around. You say, Pastor, I need God. I'm thankful for God. I need him in my life today. I need Jesus. Raise your hand real quick. Say, that's me. That's me. Whoever you are, all over this room right now, say, I need the Lord in my life right now. And I want to be thankful today for what he's done in my life. Whoever you are, just raise your hand real quick and say, that's me. That's me. We're not here to embarrass you. We're not here today to put you down. But you'd be honest with God and say, I want to be grateful to the Lord for my life today. Pastor, would you pray for me? I need him in my life right now. Just raise your hand real quick and say, that's me. That's me. Whoever you are in this room, just say, that's me. Just lift your hand today. God will see it. I'll see it right over here. This young lady, God bless you. Anybody else today, just raise your hand. Say, that's me, Pastor. I need the Lord in my life, whoever you are. You're not going to be alone today. There will be several people today that will respond and pray with you this morning. But you'd raise your hand and say, that's me. That's me. I need the Lord in my life. You need to make that commitment. Don't be like the nine lepers that just keep walking. God's done so much for you today. You'd raise your hand right now. Who are you? Just raise your hand real quick. Maybe at one time you were walking with God, but you're away from God today. You know that. And you need to rededicate your life to him. Raise your hand. Who are you? Who are you? There's a little kid back there. God bless you. Who else? Who else this morning? You'd raise your hand. Say, I need to rededicate my life to the Lord this morning. Right here. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? Anybody else? We don't want, we don't want you to miss out on this opportunity today. Say, I want to be thankful to God for what he's done in my life. And I'm going to give my life to him. Jesus gave his life for me. I'm going to give my life to him. Is there anyone else right now? You'd raise your hand. Is there anyone else right now? You'd raise your hand. I don't want you to miss this opportunity. We want to pray for you. Raise your hand real quick. We're here, we're here to pray for you today. That's all we want to do. You raise your hand. Look up at me real quick. Right down here. Back there. This young lady here. Amen. Right, right next to Janie. Would you guys come? We're going to pray for you. Would you just come stand to your feet with him? Come on. Why don't we all stand together? And then we, you guys come. This, just, this lady next to you, Janie, you want to pray for her? And I think there was a little boy back there. Come. If you didn't raise your hand, you say, you know what? I, I want to pray this morning. I need, some, I need Jesus in my life. Would you come? Would you come? 
And, and I, I'll tell you today, Jesus will come in your life today. Here's this lady right here. God bless you. Oh, I know you. Praise God. I didn't... Amen. God bless you. How are you doing? Good to see you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Anybody else? Anybody, anybody else? This little boy? Come with him. Pray with him. We're going to pray together. We're going to pray together right now. We're going to pray together. God bless you. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? You say, I need to be up there. I didn't raise my hand, but I, I need to be up there. Come. I'll wait for you. Come. I'll wait for you today. And Jesus will come in your life. We have somebody else. God bless you, man. I'm telling you. That's okay. That, that's what this service is about. The most important part of this service is not the preaching. It's not the worship. We enjoy it. But it's people giving their life to Jesus. And I'm so grateful that I get the opportunity to pray. I get the honor to pray for everybody that's down here. Is there anybody else you want to come? You say, man, I need to be down there. I, I, I should be right down there with them. Come right now. We'll let you come. Amen. Why don't we all bow our heads together? And I want you to repeat this prayer. You're down here today. Just repeat this prayer after me. Say, say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me and rose again. I ask you, Lord, to come in my heart to forgive me of all my sins. Change my life. From this day forward, I will serve you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray right now. Father, we thank you right now. Come on, begin to pray. God, reach across this place right now by the Spirit of God. Let the presence of God come over every single person that came forward today. Father, there are even children that came forward. Lord, I pray, Lord, even as a child, even as we come as a child, the faith of a child today, God, save their soul in the name of Jesus. Some of us this morning, I'm going to open the altar. Some of us need to be a little bit more thankful. We need to have a grateful attitude. I'm not saying you have a sour attitude, but you say, you know what? I need to be a little bit more grateful. I need to have an attitude of gratitude. You know, I, I, I find myself complaining at times when I, I don't even, I, I'm undeserved. I'm going to open the altar today. We're going to pray. Come on, it's all right. Say, I'm a, I'm, I, I, need, I need to be up there. I need to be more grateful for who God is. I need to be more grateful for what God has done in my life, what he's going to do. So many things could, we could be complaining about and saying, oh, man, things didn't work. Man, we, we're so we could be so much more grateful. Come to the altar right now. We're going to pray. They're going to lead us in worship today. As you come, just come to the altar right now. Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. Come on, begin to pray. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com give.